And there we go. Folks, welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee. That's kind of our tribute to Tony Bennett, who died at age 96. I don't know if it was last night or to this morning. Amazing. Yeah. You know, the greatest thing, uh, he had the greatest compliment ever by Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra said, Tony Bennett was the guy I want to go here sing. And, yeah. buddy, that's that's pretty that's, strong right there. It absolutely is. And the quality of his voice and the quality of his music will never be matched. There's nothing coming down the road that's even close. You know, Sheila, the, the thing about Tony Bennett as much as anything is that most singers, as they age, they kind of, their voice, they start losing the quality of their voice. He was singing, he was putting on concerts in his 80s yes. and bringing the house down. Yes. Yes. And could still wear it out. And it's such classic songs, everybody knows them all, and everybody sings along with them. Yeah. Too. The one we displayed was the ultimate song. Yeah. That is beautiful. Well, yeah. as far as far as showcasing his voice, I, I agree with you. Oh, it's, it's unreal. The lyrics, the, the words, and it's just a, it'll put you into a happy place when you sit down and listen to him. Yeah. yeah. It's very I don't mellow. care what kind of mood you're in. If you're angry, uh, sad, <laughs> you sit down and listen to him, and you sit back and smile. Well, it's you know voice. who, uh, he has a, he had a duet partner. Remember Lady who that Gaga. was? And you know the interesting thing about Lady Gaga, I thought Lady Gaga was just a shtick, you yeah, know, just yeah. just a kind of a uh, a quirky kind of thing. Yeah. When you listen to her voice, she's good. She is good. I mean, she can really, really, she can belt it out too. Yes. You know, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the name seems to take away from her performance. <laughs> well, when she sang with Tony, and they showed yeah. her singing with Tony. She kind of discarded all of all yeah. of the costumes and all of the crazy stuff yeah. that she used to do, and I think she did it out of respect for him. Sure, she did. You know, mm-hmm. because but I, I, don't don't we wonder if we won't be here? But uh, if fifty years from now, will they look back on this this very music and the music of the fifties and sixties? Uh, as all this stuff that's coming forth now that's declared music, will it have any lasting, will it have a heritage? Will it stick around and people say, oh, let's play that from uh, 2020? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, or, or is it so disparate and so confusing and sometimes very ugly? Will it Will it still be played? Yeah, will it have longevity? Yes. Will it survive? Well, you know, we don't want to get, we generally steer clear of controversy on this show, <laughs> but it's kind of like Jason Aldean, oh much my. ballyhoo about nothing. Absolutely. And, and if they really want to hear something foul, go listen to some of the rapper. And I have listened to the rappers and I have heard the lyrics. And, terrible. You know, just terrible. Some of it is. And it's, uh, some of it's not, but some of it is. And, and it's just amazing. Uh how uh, and it has increased it it has increased as the years go by back when i used to do all the stuff for school and i would have to hire a disc jockey i'd make it very clear to him what was acceptable and what was not acceptable to be played at these things and then i would remind him that i was the one paying him oh and eddie hickman <laughs> would and I, and i have Good. been i have been yeah. known to stop him if i thought it was something off color or not acceptable because I felt a real responsibility for those children and of course they exposed themselves you know people are so worried about children going to the library and being exposed to some kind of pornography they're not going to the library they are looking at the telephone where they can find any any vein of pornography that they would like to find yeah if they want to yeah but that kind of what you just said kind of reminds me uh coach about uh coaching a lot of times or whatever and that you actually because so few people do it you set the bar yeah and children will live up to the bar no matter how high or how low absolutely you set it and so if you set it pretty high they'll usually achieve it or they'll try yeah. to well i i found that true with the classes i taught and coach can can agree with this that i had lots of accelerated classes and i had lots of regular classes and i didn't teach any class any different from any other <laughs> class 
and some of the most wonderful memories I have are of what I call the regular classes. They weren't so much scholarly as the accelerated classes, but they were such good people, and they wanted to learn, and they were just good. You know, there's something about just being regular, just being good. You know, I got to think, too, coming off COVID, that that with kids being, quote, locked up in a house and things during Zoom, all of a sudden when they come back to school, maybe they appreciate it a little bit more than they did before. I hope so. Well, of course, I love school. I'd still go if they'd hire me somebody to to do all those things I'd be done. I I could teach another 20 years if somebody'd help me out. Yeah. Well, well, let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We got Terry Wilcox on the board. Coach James Dickinson in here. Road Tide. Yeah. Oh, no. Go Tigers. Whitthorn Middle School Tigers. That's right. You know, Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth back, fresh back from being Mouseketeers. Oh, it was wonderful. It was a good How is Disney nowadays? The attendance is down considerably. Well, that that may not be so bad if you're you're the one down there trying to fight through a crowd. Yeah, and we we didn't have to wait very long. No, I think the longest we waited, you know, they have those queue times where they're like, 45 minutes, whatever. The longest we rated, Sean and I waited the longest for the um, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because they had to stop it. Like, we were up in the queue, up in the, the area before you go ride, and um, that was the longest, and I think that was 35 minutes. So, yeah. not, not bad. We waited a lot longer than that. Do they still have fast pass and all that stuff? Fast, well, it's, it's, it's different. Lightning else. Lane or something like that, and you can get Genie Plus. We didn't do any of that because that gets very extra. cost prohibitive. You pay extra. Oh, I know you yeah. do. Yeah. So I guess it'd be worth it if you had like more than one kid, but we only have one. So it part of waiting in line for those is the fun part because you get to people watch and talk and. You know, did, y'all, did y'all encounter any kind of crazy characters? Uh, in we line? had a really funny waiter at one of the restaurants. He wore a big that? red cowboy hat. Oh, yes. We ate at the Wilderness Lodge, and this fella uh, had this big style, oh, not like, styrofoam, but foam, foam cowboy hat. hat. Like you see at the football game right. sometimes. Yep. And he was just a mess. <laughs> he, he, he was, that was and then he a, found out we were from Tennessee, and then it just went. Went downhill from there. Oh, yeah. He was so excited. He had been to Arizona and ridden on a horse. And he was amazed we owned horses and had goats and and all that. So, it it was very interesting. interesting. So, um, yeah. You know, Sheila, we always talk sometimes in here about phrases we use in, in Southern vernacular. Yes. You just used one, said he was a mess. One of my favorites <laughs> is if something is just really discombobulated, yes. they're a hot mess. A hot <laughs> mess, <laughs> and right. Just, just coming out of pieces. But he, he even had a picture of him on a horse. He wouldn't let us leave until he went back and got his pictures to show us a picture of him on the horse. And Oh, and he gave Billy Grace. Did he have the same hat? Yeah, yeah. He took, he really? took the hat to Arizona he with him. He took his hat to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it, but the, the all the people are so cordial down there. Of course, that's what they're trained in, and they no longer use any pronouns at all. Oh my Everybody, God. everybody is friend. Thank you, friend. We're or so, if you're in a princess dress like Ellie Grace got to wear. It's hello, princess. Yeah, they don't, don't use any pronouns so, at all. Yeah, that can work either way. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they do not point. Choo-choo. They do not point. They will use two fingers like. like kind of like, you yeah. know, the military hand signals of moving equipment. Yeah, and they stuff. don't. But it, it's that part has changed. Andy and I were there in 1974, the year they broke the attendance record. And I, that was when they they'd only been open since seventy one, and so that means that uh, we were there when they they were at capacity for that that particular time. Could you move? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> we were with Carolyn, Larry Duval, and uh, 
Larry said we did the Tennessee Shuffle all day, <laughs> but we stayed and stayed. We we took in everything. It didn't matter if we had to stand in line, but I was considerably younger in 1974. <laughs> a little bit easier standing up yeah, back then. Yeah, and the tickets, I wished, I think the tickets were, were less than $10 or maybe $7 or something. It's even it's amazing. Uh, I went in nineteen seventy seven. The only time I've been there, and it was a fluke. I got to go, and uh, of course, back then your journey from uh, you, nobody flew hardly unless you was a real rich person. Or something yeah. like that. And the journey would fry a bunch of chicken up, throw it in the trunk of the car, yeah. and you hit two lane highways and took you twenty one days to get to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped on the little uh, highway yeah, where he used to have all these picnic tables. Right, and a had, roadside park. That's it. We'd, we'd have the uh, lunch or something there and get back in the car, hit the road again. and uh, Keep going. I, I remember when we drove when I was Ellie Grace's age, I thought it took forever, to, 21 days to Florida. <laughs> uh, but that was part of the journey. Like, we stopped and saw Edison's house, and we did this. Yeah, and like, we did we, a lot. Of, one, yeah. one time we, we stayed gone for two weeks. That's too long to be gone from home. But we went way down to Sanibel Island and Fort Myers and all that. And then we came back through Disney. And we, then we have done Gulf Shores in Disney. Just made a trip on down there. But but uh, Eddie that's when I, your parents are teachers and they have summers off. But Eddie and I have agreed that that we're getting a little old for Disney. And yeah, these, I agree. All these people, I, I used to say they were going to run over you with a baby stroller and kill you. And now it's old people like me right driving those little carts that are going to run over you and kill you. Well, you get that in Kroger. Yeah. And Walmart now. Yeah. And everybody yeah. had a big old four-door sedan that was uh, uh, acre long. And, and uh, of course, uh, the, you take out on a journey. And uh, all right, everybody got crank windows and roll them down. We're going 60-40. We're going to go 60 mile an hour and 40 mile an hour wind blowing inside to cool you off. We wouldn't run air conditioning because it burned too much gas. <laughs> Coach, I don't know if, if you were quite old enough, but I know that, that, uh, that, that T. Willie and Sheila are. But I can remember being a small child. Going to Florida, and this is before the interstate. Go down thirty-one, absolutely, with all the picnic tables. Oh yeah, along an occasional roadside park, and it took somewhere between if we're going to Destin, which is where we went, yeah, before it got built up. Oh yeah, it took eight to ten hours. Oh yeah, yes. And yeah. now, now you hop on the interstate. If if you don't do much stopping, I can make it in six and a half. Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty easily. You know. But, yeah, I can remember that. By the way, I want to uh, just throw this in there along that line, which y'all were talking about. I happen to have got the pleasure and the privilege of going down to Auburn, Alabama, early in the week and got to play golf. Oh, good. Yeah, but coming back, we near Athens, Alabama, we stopped off at Bucky's. Oh, you've been to Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's experience, and the only thing I can tell y'all about that, the way I would sum it up, if you want a microcosm of the American public and how they really are and who they really are, just go stand in a Bucky's anywhere and just people watch for a while. What a good analysis. Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, the first one we went in was in Foley, Alabama, um, coming back from Gulf Shores. And we just stood there. <laughs> it's, it's stupefied. And, and we got in the car and we're like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll see a microcosm of the American public. Yeah. I tell you what, folks, we got an announcement or two, I think, that T. Willie wants us to make a public service <clears throat> announcement, I believe. But what about it, Sarah? <coughs> right, there you Excuse go. Excuse <laughs> me. Let me clear my throat. Uh, Gypsy Kings have sold over 20 million records worldwide and received a Gram- and received a Grammy in 2013 in the best world music category. Tonino <laughs> That's it. That's that it. Has collaborated on uh, film works such as The Big Lebowski by Remix Hotel California and on Toy Story 3 where he collaborated on You've Got a Friend in Me. <gasps> That's so cool. This talented, this is a talented ensemble you don't want to miss. Gypsy Kings will be performing all of their greatest hits. Um, check those out on YouTube. You've definitely heard them. Just a really unique guitar style. Amazing. This will be a great night of live music with a group of talented musicians and a real trip down memory lane. 
visit Tonino. I'm b a l i a r d o dot com and stay tuned here for details and information on free tickets coming soon. Yeah, and we've been advertising all week for them, so just keep listening here, and uh, you'll find out details. These shows are so sold out all over the country. Here's here's the detail I got for you that I hadn't heard. Where are they going to be? TPAC. I mean, uh, is it TPAC or is it Mule House or where's it? No, it's in it's in Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Yes, the Gypsy King Renaissance Tour is at TPAC's Andrew Jackson Theater, November fourth. November fourth. Yeah. Oh, so and so yeah, go to their web. You can go to TPAC's website. I'm sure as and well. They, and they and they all get sold out. These t- they they anticipate these tickets to be sold out by next month, mid next month. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, so. Very cool. cool. So yeah. it's a good. It's going to be a good show. Go check it out, and uh, I think you'll have a good time. I tell you what, folks, we're up against a break, and we got to sell out too. We're sold out all our messages, and so y'all <laughs> need to hear them. So we'll be right back with inside. Middle Tennessee. Well, are y'all gonna have any tickets to that? <laughs> yeah, there's there's thirty tickets that be. All right, we good. Yeah, have have you got it queued up, T. Willie? You One do? of our objectives at Caledonian Financial is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile and a wave as you walk past our office, or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more. We stay connected to Murray County. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member of FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. 
McEwen Group. Land is your legacy. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. All right, folks, we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee, and we are joined with Princess Aurora is here. (laughs) Well, well, I have a drag from Disney World. You know, it's the first time I've ever seen her without a stuffed animal in her hand. I, I thought not. that was part of her body. We, we yeah. probably got one riding around with us. I, I never know what's in the back of my car. No. And when my coworkers get in it, I have to just say, watch out, there may be a stuffed animal in the back seat. So. <laughs> oh, man. I'll we, tell you what. If they made a stuffed animal, we've got one just like it, whatever it is. We've got <laughs> koalas and skunks. And, I do not have a koala. Is, oh, I thought we did. We have a... Is it one of those that, that uh, she has about uh, on her bed? She has probably uh, 20% of it covered with pillows and 80% is covered with stuffed I remember, animals. I remember when I was younger, that I if when we went to Disney, I got one stuffed animal a year. <laughs> one. You assessed the pride, poor. I know. Poor it was girl. terrible. It was terrible. And when now, when we go to Disney, we came back with nine. But they're yeah. of a smaller variety. They're all small, so that's fine. You brought back big ones. You know, I was I was predating myself here a little bit earlier about going down a pre, pre-interstate. Yes. Well, I, I'm one of the few people you know that I have been to Disneyland yeah. several times. Yeah. I was stationed out there, and it was right down the road. We went yeah. to there and Knott's Berry Farm oh, and all these places. Good experience. We do that. We do that. Two or three times, at least two or three times a year. Yeah, you know, go over there. And at the end of the day, I'd rather go to the county fair than I would Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, probably probably a lot more fun. <laughs> I can know? pay for it one night, and if I go to Disney World, I'm usually planning for it on a 24 month installment on credit card. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. There's nothing down there that's cheap. No. Well, there's nothing cheap anywhere. She. No, well, no, that's right. Well, see, we're going to have to get you a little bit closer to that microphone oh, well, or, 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 so. or extend it out a little all right. bit. All right. All right. Thank you. We don't want you to be like any news reporters that, that you can't understand. No, I want to be. I would hate for somebody not to understand. <laughs> so I bet you, you know, I bet you got a little something. I bet it has well, some I have, history. I, and we, I am we, the. Uh, we played Fly Me to the Moon earlier by Tony Bennett. What else we got? I'm going to talk about the 1969 moon landing. Once again, it's just incredible how things fit together. It's sort of like being in Sunday school, and whatever we had in Sunday school somehow fits with a sermon. Well, y'all thought there's magic in Disney where there's magic on inside. Well, 54 years ago, man first walked on the moon, and... Where everybody was glued to the televisions. Mm-hmm. And now, Emerson said, for everything we have gained, we have lost something. So when that happened, we gained great knowledge and great experience, but we lost a little of the mystique of the moon. Have you got any proof of the walk on the moon? I've, I've watched this, <laughs> I, I watched I this documentary the other day, and the guy was saying that that wasn't true. They staged oh, they, that in Arizona. There's a lot of people that still believe that. I was working at at Farmer and Jones at the jewelry store. I just graduated from college, and 
And we'd have people come in the jewelry store all the time that would just vow and declare that it was those people down there in Florida. <laughs> they made all that up, and they had, the, you know, the background scenery and the whole thing, and it was just all made up. Well, now, Sheila, I don't know if this is in your report or not, but I remember staying up, or at least waking up and going to see it, because I think it at least in Middle Tennessee in our time zone, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, it was a, at an odd time. I think somewhere I've got that. But well, nobody, well, back then, nobody had DVRs. In and we, had, and we got to watch it on this thing called Black, black and White. Black yeah. and White. Yeah. And, a, and a round picture tube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. You know. but much smaller than what, what we have now. <laughs> but the start of the Apollo program was with John F. Kennedy's inaugural speech because he had planned within the century within the decade within the decade within the decade to put a man on the moon and further investigation into that reveals not so much that he was so carried away with the science and the technology but at that time we were coming out of the cold war barely coming out of the cold war and we were still head on head in competition with the russians and so, and so he wanted to be sure that that we were going to do some some magnificent thing to, to uh, before the Russians. But that's I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, he made Kennedy made a special appeal to Congress, and he said, "We want to. This is a good part. We want to land the man on the moon, and we want to bring him safely back to Earth." I think that must be the prevailing thought even now. But um, after five years of work, there was an international team of scientists and engineers, and NASA, we see that all the time, NASA conducted the first unmanned Apollo vision, well, shoot, Apollo mission, and they began to see that there was some hope there. And there's not all been uh, sweetness and light. On January 27, 1967, a fire broke out during a manned launch pad test of the Apollo and Saturn rocket, and three astronauts were killed. Robert Grissom was one of them, yes. if I remember right. He was and, a veteran. Yes, and and uh, they were they were so set back by that. But they decided they'd just keep on going. So in that same year, Apollo 8 took three astronauts to the far side of the moon. And in 1969, Apollo 9 tested the lunar module for the first time while in Earth orbit. That made the three astronauts of Apollo 10 took the first complete Apollo spacecraft around the moon in the dry run for the scheduled July landing mission. So they were just laying groundwork gradually. And it is it is hard to believe. Sometimes if you look up at the sky at night, it is hard to believe. Well, it's hard to think about that. Like, we're on a planet in space in the solar system and those those pictures yeah yeah all that it's hard and when you go to the kennedy space center you get to see all these apparatuses and smell the fuel like all that and it's just unreal well you see the size of it yeah it's ginormous when they they move those capsules and those those rockets rockets they are so heavy that they can just move them a few inches at a time to There's get a them huge up to the apparatus they, that moves a, them. Uh, like a train track. It's a crawler. Yeah. yeah. They put it on. It's like a big flatbed. Yeah. It's a crawler yeah. on treads. And, the, and that they, I think it moves at two miles an hour. Something like that. that. It takes a long time <laughs> to get it in place. But uh, that we'll get to Apollo 11 after traveling. 240,000 miles in 76 hours, Apollo 11 entered into a lunar orbit on July 19th. The next day at 1.46 p.m., the lunar module Eagle, manned by Armstrong and Aldrin, separated from the command module. And while they were doing all this walking around, Collins remained on the mothership so that they would have somewhere to come back to. The craft touched down on the southwestern edge of the Sea of Tranquility. Armstrong immediately radioed to Mission Control. The Eagle has landed. 
At 10.39 p.m., five hours ahead of the original schedule, Armstrong opened the hatch of the lunar module and climbed down the ladder. He had a television camera attached to, uh, attached to the craft, recorded his progress, and beamed the signal back to Earth, where everybody who had a television was watching. At 10.56 p.m., as Armstrong stepped off the ladder and planted his foot on the moon's powdery surface, he said that famous quote, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. And Aldrin joined him 19 minutes later, and they took pictures, and they planted a U.S. flag, and they ran some simple scientific tests and spoke with President Nixon. By 11, 1.11 a.m. on July 21st, both astronauts were back in the lunar module and the hatch was closed and they slept on the moon that night. Sheila, you know what else they did? And I and I didn't hear you state this. They hit a golf six ball. iron. Yeah. They hit a golf shot. Yeah, I've got that in here somewhere. <laughs> okay. All right. And then they, they um, among the items they left on the moon was a plaque that read, Here men from planet Earth first set foot on the moon, July 1969 A.D. We came in peace for all mankind. And then they redocked with Collins. And on July 22nd, Apollo 11 began the journey home and splashed down in the Pacific on July 24th. And in just a few days' time, they mm-hmm. covered a lot of territory. A lot of territory. I don't know what point in that journey they decided, well, we need to get a golf ball and a club. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure they will. Well, that's a good point. They yeah, thought yeah. they had a par, yeah. a par nine course up there on the moon or something. Man, so you think of the cartridge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this was interesting. Of course, you can find all kinds of useful and useless information on the Internet. This is eight <laughs> little known facts about the moon landing. Moon dirt smells. They, it had this terrible, musty kind of smell, and it was um, clingy. It clung to their boots and their shoes. Which was real so. fine. Yeah. And then when they, they noticed when they got back into the, the main spaceship that it was smelly, but when they got back to Earth, the smell was gone. They left the smell on the moon. Hmm. And then the Soviets covered up their first efforts, their efforts to get to the moon first. Now, that's kind of interesting because at first they didn't want anybody to know they got there first. You know how the Russians are. And then <laughs> then they wanted to keep it a secret that they got there. Bless their hearts. They said, the Russians say it, this sounds very Russian. Secrecy was necessary so that no one would overtake us. Are you saying that the Russians claimed they did go? Yes, or? but they didn't want anybody to know. They they were afraid somebody would supersede them, and they wanted to um, to maintain secrecy because they were afraid somebody would do better than they did. That's the first I've heard of that. I know, that's I've strange, it. isn't it? Uh, Which and, leads me to believe that they didn't do it. I know. you, know, you just False claim. You can't believe those Russians. They say Columbus... Talked to a Russian a Russian sailor. That's how he knew how to discover America. <laughs> you had never heard that. Uh-uh. Astronauts trained for microgravity by walking sideways, and they did have fake moonscapes, and that may give credence to this idea that it was just all uh, performed in Florida or and Arizona. They, uh, yeah, yeah, and they did blast <laughs> out a crater at Cinder Lake in Arizona to make a similar. Uh, topography like the moonscape because they could go out there and walk around. So maybe that's part of the reason we think that. I know they did a lot of stuff underwater. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they do a lot of underwater Buzz Aldrin took Holy Communion on the moon. Good for him. Right before it it was the first, he wanted, I guess, to, to, as most of those people say that there was a real spiritual side of their contact, of their being out in the cosmos like that. Reckon did they see any UFOs? They, they did. They didn't let us know. They wouldn't, would they? Because no. they see a lot of them around here in the United States uh, over the last 100 years, but uh, they never reported seeing none when they was up in space. And then the scientists were worried about space germs 
we had <laughs> where their space germs they were going to bring back. So when those astronauts come back, they're in quarantine for mm-hmm. a while to make sure. Two that, weeks, I think. To and then. President Nixon, of course, Kennedy had been assassinated by then, and President Nixon was afraid it was not going to work. So he had somebody write him a speech for the uh, in the event that the worst happened, and he had a priest to stand by to commit their souls to the deep. And he was greatly relieved when he didn't have to use that speech because it was such a success. Miss Hickman, let's think, let's think about this. Let's journey back then. We had the, uh, well, you know, Russians, United States. We had the Cuban Missile Crisis, the president getting assassinated, and then we had the Vietnam going on, and then we had the moonwalk. Yeah. i tell you what, folks, this is a great topic, and we're going to come back to it and to finish up because we've got a few things to banner about. But right now, we got to pay a few bills. And so we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Every morning, I park my car across the street from my business, and I can't wait to get in there. That's pretty common for small business owners. We have the added satisfaction, however, of guiding hundreds of families with their retirement, education, savings, and general investments. We're a locally owned business that tries very hard to simplify a complicated world. This is Monty Sneed from Caledonian Financial in Historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
And we're back, folks, with Inside Middle Tennessee. We're talking about the Apollo landing. In fact, we've really been talking about the whole program and a lot of things. But um, And it's now known as the Space Force. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we have what's a, going on. Yeah, we have a Space Force. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sheila, I want you to take up where you left off. Well, all righty. Uh, um, and tell everybody what you're talking about. All right, this. I'm going to tell there were four, there are at least 42 inventions or modifications that have contributed to our present-day life connected with the moon shot and the space shot It's in general. Can I name one of them? Yeah. Microwave oven. That's right. Sir, I got Think one. about that, folks. What? I got one, too. Michael Jackson and Moonwalk. There you go. <laughs> I got one, too. What? Tang. Yeah, Tang. Yep. Yeah, I remember Tang. We thought it was so good. Thermal blankets. Dustbusters, I love the dustbuster. Advanced cameras like we can use in our little phones now. Vacuum sealed food. Shock absorbing sneaker soles. Think of all the modifications that have come about from the old kids that we grew up with. Are y'all? I still can't believe Daddy played in Converse. Yeah. Played basketball in Converse. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what we had. We all yeah. did. Yeah. That's what we had. Fireproof firefighters' uniforms, artificial limbs, because those people had to have the robotic capabilities to move things about. And boy, that technology's taken off, too. Oh, yes. Insulin pump, scratch-resistant lenses. Oh, yeah. I think Teflon. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't live. LEDs. The computer mouse, because they had to have some way to attach, and a portable computer, because they had to have all that stuff condensed, like laptops. They had to have all that condensed because they had to get it on the on the ship. Well, but there's one the one thing we do need to know about that. Yes, is that we went to the moon, and this is what's amazing. We went to the moon on slide rule. Technology. Oh, yes. It was done, is engineered and done with the slide rule. And to put that in perspective, there is more computerization in your Buick than there was on the Apollo capsule. Yes. So, yeah, they may have had some, quote, computers, but you talk about rudimentary. Oh, they yeah. were rudimentary. Yeah. They, were, they were, you just might as well be counting on your fingers and toes. <laughs> You know, you are you are right, but their the memory foam like we have in our mattresses because yeah. they had to have something they could sit on, and then all the the uh, capabilities of the space suit that they had to be able to breathe and walk about and move about and so on. But there there are at least forty two things, and that's just part of them that came from the from the uh, space program, and then. From 1968 to 1972, there were six landed missions on the moon. What did we leave up there? Just go down the highway and see what we leave here on Earth. Well, we, we know we left the golf ball up there, yes, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. There are 70, more than 70 spacecraft vehicles. Those little things that they rode around in. It's too, side by sides. Too much, <laughs> it's too much trouble to bring them back, and they had to have have to have room on the spaceships to put the rocks and the scientific things. Stuff they brought back. Yeah, so they don't have room to bring back the car. They didn't bring back, the, I say the lunar module, but the lunar, la- the lunar the, craft, yeah. the landing craft. There is trash up there. Huh? But we never seen uh, videos on all this moonwalk, them unloading that little vehicle. Never have seen it. Well... All right, there are no. two tools that they used, like to dig up the rocks. And Did, the, didn't need to bring them back. There's TV equipment. Well, we know that because we got pictures. Yeah. Didn't need to bring that back either. Uh-uh. Six American flags. And and what I read said the earlier ones had faded, I guess because of the exposure to the elements or they're, well, ultraviolet light yes. from from the sun mm-hmm. would would do that, because, and because there's no atmosphere to and uh, red is the color that fades the most in the the sunlight. quickest, yeah. yeah. 
There are two golf balls left by Alan Shepard, and they have no idea where they are. Did they say what brand are they? Pro V? Did, uh, <laughs> did not say. And if you got one in your house, they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you know, there was some discussion some time ago about what had become of the moon rocks because they had brought back 800 pounds of moon rocks, and, and there was some question about where they'd wound up. They're probably in some collector's cabinet somewhere. Some retired NASA engineer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the plaque saying that they had come in peace. Two medals honoring the Russian space pioneers, Yuri Gagarin and Vladimir Komarov. Komarov. <laughs> My Russian is good. And then in 1998, they carried the ashes of Gene Shoemaker, who was an astrogeologist, and they took his ashes and scattered them on the moon. Isn't that something? Yes, and I think you can have your ashes sent to the moon if you get hooked up with that space-minded bunch. And Buzz Aldrin's footprints and the footprints of others because there's nothing to disturb the footprints. It's not any just, wind. Not, no, no. no erosion. And and this was a surprise to me. These are all the nations that have, have sent things up there. The Soviet Union, the United States, Japan, the European Space Agency, China, India, Luxembourg. I was I think Luxembourg's a little place. Israel, Italy, South Korea, and the United Arab Emirates. All those nations have sent things up there. And, and that I did not. I realized what that, to hit the surface of the moon and yes, explode when they hit. Yes, yes, they they have, and part of that that stuff that's left up there has been left by those folks too. Yeah. So uh, one can wonder what will it be. But we're the only ones that have put a human on the moon. Yes, yeah. that we wonder what that will be. Well, and, they always talk about space trash. With all the satellites and all that that are in the yeah, orbit. what's orbiting? Yeah. what's orbiting now? Oh, you think one day that we'll we'll take our trash and make a dump up there somewhere? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, it's probably oh, we run out of room. We do it. I, I think they need to look into incineration. <laughs> so. Yeah, we do. and and all twelve people, twelve men have walked on the moon. I didn't know it was that many. I didn't realize it was that many either. If anybody in this room had an opportunity, would you go and say, I walked in the moon with y'all? I I would, in an absolute heartbeat, I would go. My, my wife told me, me I'm out no, of that. I, I think Sting did. Didn't he? That's the singer. After the shuttle Challenger blew up and killed all those folks, and then we've had other tragedies connected with that. Oh, uh, there, There's... There's such an element of danger, and then think about these people with Elon Musk and those rich people going up there just for a lark. And what was it? It didn't turn out well for the rich people that went down to the ocean. No, it didn't. No. Sometimes money doesn't doesn't do you much good, it does it? <laughs> well, and if you've ever been, I'm, I'm an open water scuba diver, so I, it's kind of like you know zero. You're just floating, whatever. It was hard enough to convince me to go 100 feet underwater to get my certification. Yeah. Well, you don't stay down long at 100 feet. No, but... Because that's about three atmospheres. that scared me, you know. And I have a healthy fear of that. But now that I'm a mother, I probably will not leave... I would not leave Earth at all. (laughs) A little bit bit more of a risk. You you mentioned the Russians. If I recall, there were two Russians. Those two Russians were killed... When they're uh, now they we landed our craft in the ocean. Yeah. They landed they land their craft on land. Yeah. And I and they opened up their quote landing capsule and they were in there and they were dead. And I think what happened it wasn't it wasn't landing on land that killed them. I think uh, somewhere their module or whatever you want to call it depressurized. Yeah, oh. the pressurization is so important. Yeah, depressurized. Them two Russian the guys was they had a no win situation there because if they didn't fly the mission they're gonna be dead. Yeah. <laughs> they had no choice. <laughs> they don't have a lot of uh 
free will. There. No, they don't over there. You know, you would think with the with what we know now and the computerization that we know that going to the moon would be a good deal. I say easier. Uh, it's going to be a complicated task either way you look at it, but you would think we could solve it a little bit more. I would encourage people to ever get a chance because it's not far away. Go down to Huntsville Space Center. Oh, we used to take the children down there back when we could take field trips. Well, they've got that Atlas rocket down there laying mm-hmm. on its side. Mm-hmm. It is, it's four stories tall yeah. or something like that. I mean, the thing is monstrous. And to think of the thrust that it takes, oh, the, the power. power that it takes to get it out of the Earth's atmosphere into orbit is just, we yeah. can't even, I can't imagine such a force. Well, did you, we're relocated in Columbia, Tennessee. We're in a good location. You got the aquarium that T. Willie just went to over in Chattanooga. Oh, you got the opportunity to go up and see the, all the opera stuff there in Nashville. You can go down to Huntsville to the Space Center. You can jump up a little bit up the interstate and go to that uh, with all that water parks are and everything like that. So we're, we're at a good place that we we can travel any direction at a short distance and be we're somewhere that's some We're very centrally located yeah. now. Yeah. Well, we're located smack dab in the middle of the eastern seaboard. And I yeah. think I heard, heard a stat one time that where we are in Middle Tennessee, that you can – you are within a day's drive of 80% of the population of the United States. I believe I've heard that, too. Yeah. And we're in between Graceland yeah. and Dollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. If you're in Bristol, Tennessee, yeah, you are closer to Canada than you are to Memphis. Wow, that's true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I thought about that either. That is true. And you can stand in the middle of the street there and be in both two states at the same time. That's right. You're in two states. Virginia and Tennessee. And you need a passport to get in either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And by golly, T. Willie, you could stand in Spring Hill and be in two counties at the same time. How about (laughs) that? Let me mention this too. Very true. Let me mention this real quick while we're here today, and I I enjoyed being here today. But uh, August 5th, we got a big event coming in Columbia, Tennessee. It's the football game. Border battle. Giles County versus Murray County at Columbia Central High School Stadium. Lindsay Out Stadium at 6 o'clock kickoff. It'll be Withorn Middle School. We'll be playing Richland Middle School. First time the two programs ever played each other. So that's going to be a, a fun Saturday and be the only football game in the in the county for the first two weeks. So it's an early kickoff classic-like thing. So uh, it's Coach, how fun. big is Richland? Richland's a 1A school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty good size. Yeah, that's that's small. They're one A school, and and of course, uh, they they play one A school in, in varsity football. Central plays five A school. Uh, you know, our enrollment at Withon is a little bigger than their enrollment is, but it's a good community. Giles oh, yeah. County, Murray County, so it, it'll be fun. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're proud of it down there. Big event just wrapped up uh, last night in Columbia, the twelve and under state little league tournament. Uh, Columbia made it. Uh, they lost their first game to the eventual state champion Nolansville team, uh, five to one, uh, and then Nolansville creamed everybody after that. Uh, Mercy <laughs> ruled everybody, but uh, Columbia uh, wound up beating three teams, eliminating three other teams before they ran out of pitching uh, in the in the semifinal game, if you will, to a good team from Morristown, and Morristown went on and uh, then was defeated by Nolansville. So they move on to the regional, uh, and they're going to attempt to make it to Williamsport. No team in the no team in the United States has ever made three years in a row to Williamsport. They would be the first. All right, folks, we're about to end of the hour, but T. Willie, you got any other programming notes that you want to announce? Uh, we just got uh, we got Atlanta Braves baseball. We're playing great ball, six o'clock tonight, and then uh, tomorrow at five.